This is It Just Takes One. One person, one experience, one idea, one moment to change your life. Here's what's coming up on today's show. I love it. And sometimes I can't even believe that I wrote those words, which is a really special thing with writing a book. You know, you're documenting these parts of your life and like these seasons that you have no idea what you're saying. And those things will speak life into not only myself down the road, but I certainly hope that my book speaks life into other people. Recently at Scripter, we've had an opportunity to publish some younger authors. In fact, just over the past few months, we've published a couple of authors who are in their 20s. And in today's episode, I have an opportunity to interview one of them. Today's guest is Katie Sugars. Katie is the recent best-selling author of Living My Better Life, Finding Freedom and Healing. We're going to talk about that title, why she chose to call it that, and even the symbolism on the cover of her book, and so much more. So I invite you to sit back and listen in as Katie Sugars shares her story. Hello, Katie. Welcome to It Just Takes One. Hello. I am so glad to be here. I am so glad to have you here. I was remembering as I was getting on this call, the first conversation we had when you were just thinking about this idea of writing a book, and that was only a few months ago. And now here we are, you are a best-selling author. How does it feel? It is an amazing feeling, truly. And like you were saying, time flies. Uh, it was just a couple couple months ago that our first conversation and to now have a book in my hands already is truly incredible. So it's a very rewarding experience and uh, I'm so excited that I continue to take take those steps um, in faith and, and just go out and do it. Yeah, yeah. And so much ahead. We're going to talk about some of that today. Let's start by just kind of introducing the audience to how you and I connected. I always like to give a shout out to the people who have referred others to us because I appreciate and we appreciate all of that. So let's give a little shout out to Tanya Pershing, shall we? Absolutely. A huge shout out to Tanya. Um, I decided to join a gym back a gym like that before. And so I remember when I walked into the gym, uh, she had all of her books set up. She had just launched her book about momming. And I remembered, I was thinking to myself, you know, I had this thought of writing a book and here was somebody right in front of me at my fingertips, you know, that I could ask her about the process and how to get connected and who to get connected to. And so I had a meeting with her and by the end of that meeting, she had an email drafted up with you, Kelly, and me, and she connected us right then and there. Yeah. And, and, and a shout out for her book as well, Mommy, It's Not All Sparkles and Tutus. Um, and, and she would say that moment was a God thing, right? You know, just those synchronicities that happen, the right people, the right moment, the right time, and doors open. Absolutely. It certainly was a God thing. I truly believe his hand is better process, including the very beginning stages 
before you and I even connected. So it is truly a God thing. Yeah, very much so. So let's jump into your book, Living My Better Life. First of all, do you have a copy of it there that you can show everyone? I do. It is right here. Super exciting. Also very rewarding to hold it in my hands. Oh, it's excellent. It looks beautiful. I ordered my copy. It did not come in in time for this interview, unfortunately, but it's in the mail. So I will have it in my hand here pretty soon as well. First of all, Katie, it's a beautiful book cover. And those that are uh, on the, watching this on the video or have actually seen it, but you spend a little bit of time at the end of the book describing the symbolism and the meaning of your book cover. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why, why you chose the cover that you did and the meaning that it had for you? Absolutely. I know the book cover is something that takes a lot of time to think about. And, you know, you sometimes have this vision of what you want it to look like like. And this whole process has been such a God thing because this book cover that it is right now was not even my first choice. Um, you know, I had a couple of options going on in my head and sometimes it's good to go with that first vision you have, but sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes doors close and it happened. I had a vision to have my book cover of me sitting on my therapist's couch because I thought one that was big sort of capturing the moment of um, my book and my story. And of course, being in therapy was a main part of my healing journey. So um, I thought that would be a really cool book cover, but ended up not working out. And um, so I decided, to, you know what, let's look at my story. Where does it start? And my story starts with a friend of mine um, who really is the one who got me into therapy person that I went. My book cover is actually on her deck, which is the very first place that I went when I, um, that picture is on her deck, exactly where we had our first conversation. And um, the book in my hand is actually my therapy journal. So I was able to incorporate the notes and all of the things that I did throughout two years of therapy sessions and include that in the book. And then of course, the butterflies a really special part of the book cover. And that symbolizes me sort of growing and healing and flying out of the book. And a lot of people might miss in the book cover is on the back of the chair, I actually have chains around the back of the chair. And I think it's such, we oftentimes have chains that weigh us down and we can also let them weigh us down and we can continue to look back on them. And I realized, you know, chains, they're a part of your life and they're there for a reason. So I wanted to incorporate those as in, you know, it is a freeing concept, but they're still. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We just took a few minutes to explain that because I think, you know, we always have that saying, you can't judge a book by its cover, but of course we do judge books by their cover, right? We look at them and we either like them or we don't, or we resonate with them or we don't. But sometimes if you just take a moment and look a little deeper, just spend an extra minute paying attention, the, the cover has meanings that you might not have seen at first glance. And so I'm really glad. I'm glad you put that at the end of the book to explain it. And I'm glad you just spent a little bit kind of giving us some of that background now. And it leads me to the book title. 
And I think by now the audience has already begun to understand that you are quite a deep thinker and a deep soul. And the book title is a very deep and profound meaning. Can I, I want to share with the audience and with the listeners just a little bit about what you wrote about your book title, and then I'll let you take it from there. It says, the title of this book is Living My Better Life because there was a call in my life to encounter discomfort in order to grow and heal my darkness. I grew, learned, and was humbled in many ways. Living my better life is a call to search the deep, to jump into the mystery, and to accept grace right where we are. It's amazing. I love it. And sometimes I can't even believe that I wrote those words, which is a really special thing with writing a book. You know, you're documenting these parts of your life and like these seasons that you have no idea what you're saying. And those things will speak life into not only myself down the road, but I certainly hope that my book speaks life into other people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, it makes me think, Katie, because you and I were able to work through this process together through these months. And each author that I work with has a different process and a different way of writing. But I remember you saying at one point that once you kind of got into the flow, it, it was like you didn't even realize what you were writing. It just kept coming out. Can you speak to your process, how you took this project on and made it yours and how you actually went through the writing process? Yeah, I will go ahead and give you a shout out too right now because I remember that during the writing process, you reminded me it's so important writing you don't let the writing come from you, but you let it come through you. And that was so big for me because of course, with my relationship with Christ, I wanted to be that ambassador, to be a reflection of Jesus. And so, and so I love what you were saying because sometimes I am so analytical in my writing. I'm worrying about punctuation and grammar and so in the writing process, I had to continue to remind myself that that should not be the priority. I should not be focusing on that so much, but I should be through me, allow it to be something that, again, is almost like an out-of-body experience that, again, I look back and say, I wrote that. <laughs> and I do think that is um, exactly what happened, is that I let these words come through me and not from me, which is a, just a really special thing. Yeah, it's a really special thing. I think that's the work, you know, I think getting out of the way so that it can come through and you can just allow it rather than all the hurdles and barriers we want to put into it by editing it and the doubt of if it's good enough or did I say it the right way or all the things that our head kind of gets, creates these hurdles for us. If we can just get out of the way and let it come it's amazing how beautiful the words come through. Yeah, it truly is. And I think um, with that, you know, you have to remove yourself and you have to remove that original thought process of being analytical and approaching the writing process that way and just allow it to flow from you. I mean, 
this is my story. And it's basically a, a summary of my life over the past two years. And so looking at this and saying, you know, I can't be so analytical about my writing style, about my life. Like, let me just tell my story, get it on paper, get it out there, type it into words, and then we'll figure out and everything later. I think that was just a huge learning opportunity for me in writing a book and allowing that. I do, I would love to take an opportunity also to share with everybody sort of how my book came to be. Yeah. So um, I will show you the document that I use to write my book. And it is quite chaotic, um, both front and back. Um, but what's so beautiful about this mess is the fact that I had wrote in my therapy journal pretty much after every therapy session. And what I did was I said, you know what? this book is pretty much already written before I've even started the writing process because I do documented these key takeaways, all my therapy sessions. And these are things that I'm going to use and leverage them to write and construct my book. And so I broke down paper, each chapter and topic that I wanted to talk about and tied all of those notes in over the last two years into each chapter so that it made sense um, something that flowed well. And so, I don't know, I just think it's so beautiful to look at this mess and see how it truly turns into. Yeah, I thank you so much for sharing that. In fact, I think Greg will be so happy that you shared it because one of the things that we teach when we're working with authors or we do our weekend workshops and things like that is that you need to start with that sort of mind map, mind dump onto the page. And Greg often shows his, which looks equally chaotic to yours, um, as, as the proof that you can kind of get it all out there and yet suddenly make sense of it and put it into order. Once you have it all out there, even in that messy, all over the place feel, there it starts to take shape and there are things that you can start to peel out and put together and organize. And then suddenly you come up with something like what you did, which was a table of contents that was very structured and unique. Your table of contents is the title of the chapter and then the theme of the chapter. Share a little bit about those themes and why you decided to structure it that way. Well, I am a very person and I like to make sure that I show my creativity and use it to benefit me in different areas. And so with that, I knew that I wanted to have titles for each chapter that were very unique, that were different. And so what I did was I had a couple verses that related to that particular theme. And so I put that on each chapter page. And in that verse, I put were to create a title for the chapter. So uh, for example, one of my chapters is on the uh, Psalm 34, I believe, and it's about the brokenhearted. And so that's exactly what the verse is about. And that's exactly what I named her was the brokenhearted. So I wanted to sort of have that parallel between Bible verses that supported this and of the creativity of my chapter type. 
And the purpose of including the theme was just so the reader has a clear understanding of what they're about to read. A clear understanding. So I love that I had the opportunity to link the two together. Yeah. And just to give the readers or the, the listeners, people who haven't read it yet, um, the listeners a little more specific on that. For example, she, you just mentioned The Brokenhearted, which is chapter one. And the theme of that chapter is grief. And then the next one, Weary and Burdened. And the, the-, the theme of that chapter is trauma. And there are, you know, all the chapters in the book, 10 chapters with these different themes that are pretty big themes in life. But in particular, you know, the, because it is your book and it is your story, these are themes that are meaningful to you. And it starts with the brokenhearted grief. Why don't you go ahead and share a little bit about the first chapter of the book and why we started the book with that one? Yeah, I know uh, we were very hesitant, at least I was, on starting a book with such a heavy topic and such a heavy chapter. Of course, take into consideration that when readers pick up my book, I want them to be interested and drawn in right away. And I had this fear that grief turned people away, um, that it was too big of a topic to start with. But I realized through your help and mentorship through the process that sometimes it's helpful to start with those big and go with it because those are the things that do capture readers. Um, grief is something that pretty much we all have in common, whether we're, we've grieved a loss of a love or a pet or a relationship. There's a lot of things that we've all experienced and grief is something we all have in common. So it was really unique to put that chapter. Um, but regarding that chapter, actually, my main point is um, really addressing the whole saying that people say, all, well, there's no wrong way to grieve. You know, we've all, we all grieve differently. We all have our own ways of grieving and processing. And what I found out by personal experience is that there is truly, I believe, one wrong way of grieving. And that's not grieving the feelings of, of loss and of grief, we put ourselves in a bad place. And that's exactly where I found. I started to feelings and suppress my reactions in order to help be there for others and support and care for others. And so I realized that that was something that the world needed to hear because we always say no wrong way, but I truly believe that there is at least one way and I experienced it the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That chapter goes into, you know, the loss that you experienced with the death of your grandfather and then how you internalized all of that. And, and, and it led you to some other experiences because of that, but you're right. You know, when you hold it all in and you don't give yourself a chance to really feel it, then you can't actually heal it is what you learned. Yes, absolutely. And another reason I started with that chapter was because exactly where my story started. I wasn't sure if I wanted to approach this in sort of a chronological order or if I just wanted to tell it how, but I realized that 
it was easiest to tell my story in chronological order because like you're saying, I experienced grief, which then opened the door for me to then experience trauma. And then that led me to, of course, deeper and deeper therapy sessions talking about more than grief. You know, I walked into therapy for the first time thinking, I'm here to grieve my grandfather's death and figure out how I can fix this. And the quickest way possible is the best. And I realized that there's so much more in my life that I could heal from. And so I took that opportunity to open up about my trauma, to open up about my anxiety, about my friendships and relationships, about my family, just all of these different things. And so those are ultimately the topics that made it in my book into each chapter. Yeah. And that growth and evolution. And I'm glad you brought that up because we, we have to spend a couple of moments talking and giving a shout out to your therapist who has become such a profound mentor in your life. So share a little bit about her and the impact she's had on you. Well, her impact is can never thank her enough because of the life change that she's inspired in my life. I went into her office my very first time that I met her. I'll never forget it. It was September 11th of 2019. And I remember going in very skeptical of just being in this office. I had had previous experiences that were very bad in my family. And so as a family, we were very distrusting of therapists. And so when I went in very um, leery of the situation and leery of the direction that I would get. I remember sitting on her couch and I'm typically not somebody who um, would just cry, especially in that situation. But I remember that I couldn't control the tears. Um, And that was a symbol to me that I was in the right place with the right person. And from day one, I realized that I was in a place where I was safe and that I could truly be myself and express my thoughts and my anxieties and of course my grief and all of the things. But truly she is one of a kind. And I think also just her mentorship and understanding that was a big part of my healing journey. That was something that I realized that she saw was important to me. And so she prided that in my healing journey and in her advice and in her wisdom. And truly that just, that was the icing on the cake for me. Yeah. And it's that great reminder for all of us that we don't have to go through this world on our own, that there are so many people out there who, if we just reach out, can help us and will walk along this path with us to help us get to whatever our next piece is. In this case, a healing journey but also a journey toward a next level of life and, and, and new horizons in your future. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I will say that that was the whole reason of titling my book, living my better life, because a lot of times in um, you know, you, you can pick up your phone and you can scroll on social media and you can see people posting pictures of the highlights of their lives. So, you know, when they're on vacation or when they're hanging out with friends or, you know, they're celebrating a family member, we always say and put off that positive front 
that our lives are perfect. And even people will caption their pictures with the saying, living my best life. And so my book is really just this kind of tug of war idea of like, okay, well, you think you're living your best life. But when you say that you're living your best life, the word best, I see it as a place of contentment, of comfort, of I've reached the finish line. I'm at the best place that I can be. It can't get any better than this. And for me, I think that as human beings, that sells ourselves short because we can all become better people. We can all heal. It doesn't matter what age you are, where you're at. We all have an opportunity to grow. So that was sort of my reasoning behind titling it living my better life because we can all truly become better people. Yeah. Our whole life, right? Our whole life. It doesn't stop. Um, and I think that's just a good reminder that, that words matter because there is a sense of best life being the finish line and better life being continuing to grow one word, but it makes a big yeah. difference. So and Katie, I think as human beings, we are all on a journey. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I had a thought, but go ahead. We're all on a journey. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, that our lives are a journey and we're each on a journey. And again, no matter how old you are or wherever you're at, we all have an opportunity each and every day to become better people, to become better coworkers, to become better parents, uh, siblings. Right? We all have and multiple roles that we fill in our lives. So I think that was my whole motivation and idea behind that. You know, nobody posted something and um, or said anything to me about the saying living my best life. It was just, again, that process that, that I wanted to push against and sort of create that friction, that healthy friction of, okay, let's reassess how we view things view life. Yes. And that actually ties into the thought I had, which was, yes, the book is about your story. Yes, it is, you know, your journey along the way, but, but you really want to give the reader that same opportunity that you're describing there. And you add a section at the end of each chapter called the freedom finder. Share a little bit about the freedom finders and why you chose to put those in there. So the freedom finders are essentially three questions at the end of each chapter. And the the goal behind that was allow people to read my story, but then to also take the opportunity for them to look back at themselves. They're reading my story and about my life and about my experiences, which is great, but I really wanted to have an opportunity and to present that to people that when they were reading this, that they could say, you know what, this applies to my life because of this. And so those questions are almost just a sort of a talking point for someone to have a conversation with themselves, what changes they can possibly make in their lives to live their better life. So that was my reasoning behind the freedom finders. And I think the title freedom finder in it um, is is pretty clear that, that I wanted to help people find freedom and healing, which is the subtitle of my book is finding freedom and healing help people. Every single person that is 
influenced and impacted by my story to find freedom in their lives. Continue that thought. If, if you're speaking to a, a listener out there right now who wants to pick up the book, what are two or three things that you hope that they'll get from the book if they read it? That I hope people get is that we are all imperfect people, uh, no matter who we are, what we've done, even how old we are. We are all we are all trying our best to figure this life out. And I think the goal behind my book was. And I hope that there's people to also be transparent and vulnerable, because in those moments, that's when we deeply connect with people. That's when we understand and not alone in this journey, that even though I have a unique story and experience, chances are somebody also has a unique experience but that might closely align with mine. And at that point we can see and recognize that we're more alike as human beings than we are not alike. So I think it's something to keep in mind that transparency is truly something that connects us. Great, great, great insights. And great insights just in life in general, but Katie, what people might not realize, especially if they're not seeing the video and they're just hearing your voice, is that you've learned these things at a pretty young age. You are in your early 20s and you have already had experiences that have taught you these deep messages. Would you say this book is for somebody your age or would you say it's a book for somebody of any age? I walked in to this writing process not wanting to limit who this book was for. I know that currently on it, but I truly believe that even a 70 year old or, or even an eight where they're at in life, no matter how old they are, and they can learn something from it. Because again, like I said, we're all human. All heal and grow and learn from our experiences. And so no matter what age people are, I truly and that they can even help them process things that maybe they've lived with for their entire life. So that is sort of my target audience is everyone. I, I agree with you. I think um, these are the words of, of wisdom, not just of age, you know, and there's everyone can get something from this book. Another piece that they can get from it is another very unique thing that you added. And that is you actually added a section toward the end on reflections and they are poems that you wrote as you've gone through this journey. I chose one, there were many, but I just happened to choose one that kind of struck me when I was going through the book the first time. And it's called The Little Black Bird. And I'm gonna read it for the listeners, if you don't mind. It's called The Little Black Bird and it starts like this. It's a sunny, warm morning, the sun is out, the birds are chirping, the hunt for food is on. The little blackbird paces the front yard almost like a maze. Every few steps, he pierces his beak through saturated ground. Each check of the soil is like the first eager check. It's fresh soil. 
its new territory, the creator's grounds. As each pierce in the ground occurs, there is no sense of frustration. There is no sense of fear. There is no sense of what if. There is no sense of worry. How do I know that? Because no matter how many times that blackbird keeps checking, he keeps coming back for more. Eventually, it moves on to another yard, another place with soil, more territory to be searched, another part of the creator's land, and it's time to search again, and again, and again, until the bird is satisfied and the bird is fully provided for. So how much more valuable are you to the creator than the little black bird? That was a very vulnerable and thought-provoking poem that I wrote. And if I can be honest, of course, um, that poem I wrote on a weekday morning right before I started work. And the deep thinking that I do in my life. And that was something that I sort of just sort of this beautiful story about the promises of God. And if you recognize there's sort of that parallel between that verse where the Lord cares for us and we can look out at the birds and see that they aren't stressed about, you know, their food or their shelter. And so why should we? So that was my motivation and sort of my inspiration behind writing that poem as I literally watched a bird in my front yard and wrote that poem. Yeah. And it's one of several poems that you include. So again, just another little facet. There's more to this book than just a story. Um, there's lots of different pieces and I think there's something in it for everyone. So with that said, if somebody is now intrigued and ready to buy the book, Katie, how do they purchase the book? Where can they find it? So the book is currently on Amazon. So um, you can find it there. Um, I have had such a gracious launch team who have provided a lot of reviews on there. And um, so you can read you know, their kind words, their feedback from the book. I think that's probably one of the most essential at whether you purchase something or not, right? Are the reviews. And I truly believe that the reviews on, on Amazon of the people on my launch team and people that are so near and dear to me. And I know that a lot of them did not just write them because it's me, but they actually read the book and were truly impacted. Some really kind things to say. So I think word of mouth and reading those is just, honestly, that, that tells you everything you need to know about the book. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And Katie, what's next for you now? You've got this book, you, what are you gonna do with it? What's next in your, in your life? Continue to do, to again, get this story out. Um, I'm not so worried about my name getting out there um, I'm more worried about getting myself to the hands of people who need it. And again, because I am such a, a deep thinker, I was writing a post just a week ago from today, um, last Tuesday. 
And I remember this one sentence that came to mind, and I think it's going to be something that motivates me from now on with selling this book. And it's that it's not about the sales, but about the souls. It's about the souls and the people and their lives that are going to be impacted. It's not about the money that I'm going to make from the sales. It's not can sell, but it's about getting it into the hands of people who can truly benefit from it and who need to hear about my story. A lot of times we don't take time to talk about. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's not about the sales. It's about the souls. Excellent. What a great, great uh, phrase to keep in mind. I, I really like that. So Katie, as we come to the close here, I like to ask each of my authors and guests about the phrase, it just takes one. We've been talking today about words matter and that these certain phrases do stand out and, and it just takes one seems to be one of those phrases. So what does it mean to you? Well, if I could add to it, I would say that this process, that it just takes one leap of faith. It just takes one step. It just takes one moment. And for me in this writing process, as I continued to just see door after door open, just continuing to take those small leaps and those small steps, I realized that this was, again, God's timing, truly perfect. I had the people, the places, the finances, I had everything that I needed in place to write a book. And again, as young as I am, that was something that I told myself, you cannot let yourself, you can't sell yourself short, basically. You can't let yourself stop this process of getting your story out because of your age, because you have everything at your fingertips to make this happen. And so I would say to people that it really does truly only take one leap of faith. Beautiful. Really beautiful. Uh, and I agree. Uh, just that one moment where you take the step off the cliff and then you grow wings and you fly. It's exactly what you've done. Absolutely. Katie, it's been a pleasure working with you from day one all the way through. I'm so happy for you and I wish you all the best as you continue forward. For the listeners, I will put the information about where to get her book and a link to the Amazon, uh, where they can buy it on Amazon. You can go ahead and look on the show notes and I'll have that in there. And for now, Katie, I wish you the best of luck going forward. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate um, your help and Greg's throughout this process. We'll talk again soon. Sounds good. At the start of the episode, I mentioned that we have recently published some of these younger authors. And I think after the conversation today, you can agree with me that although Katie Sugars may be young, she is wise beyond her years. The book that she wrote deals with issues that resonate with all of us. They are things that all of us grapple with. And it is really heartwarming to see how Katie has already begun to come to grips with some of these issues and how she's discovered some tools to help her as she continues on her journey. One of those tools is certainly her faith. 
And as she continues to grow herself, her faith continues to grow as well. I loved her description of why she decided to call the book Living My Better Life instead of Living My Best Life, because it is still a work in progress. And isn't that true for all of us? Some great food for thought for today, and I encourage you to go out and purchase her book, which is available on Amazon. And that wraps up this episode of It Just Takes One. As always, I thank you for joining us and for listening in. If you or someone you know is interested in writing a book, please reach out to us. You can reach out on our website, schedule a call, and we can answer your questions and go from there. For today, thank you for joining us. And it's now time for you to go out and be the one.